Buy $179,000 a year in cash flow for $25,000. Go to bizbuysell.com and find this massage school in Dallas. They clarify that there's competition, but there's also demand. Of course, that's every business. Ask yourself how well this business is positioned as a competitor. And then make sure you get an idea of expenses as well. $179,000 in cash flow for $225,000 means something may be amiss. Then take note that you could easily differentiate your offer by helping massage therapists do lead generation for their own practice once they come out of your school. Go to your team to underwrite. Get your accountant, your lawyer, your equity partner, and then maybe a due diligence company and underwrite this deal. Buy this business and watch the cash flow roll in as you scale and learn. Now you might be asking yourself, how do I clarify competition and gauge demand? How can I make sure that this company is positioned well in the Dallas area to compete for business? First and foremost, I would look at how many competitors are in the city. Literally go on Google, search up massage schools, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. And when you're doing that, take them down. Take them down by a list. Note kind of how many Google reviews they have, what their websites are looking like, what their online presence, their social media presence is looking like, and you can start to gauge, okay, where can I get a competitive advantage in this business? Is it the website? Is it the social media? Is it the executive team? Is it something with customer service? How quickly they pick up the phone? How fast they respond? Where can I get my competitive edge? After you kind of get a list of the top 20 or 30 massage schools in Dallas, I really don't know how many there are, I didn't do this myself, but that's how I would do it. Um, I would call them up and then I would ask them about how full they are and what their service entails. When people come and they get certified to do massage work through them, are they getting help with leads? Are they getting business education as well? Are they getting placed in a job afterwards or in a kind of partnership where they can be a 1099 person and generate some business on their own as well? What does the support look like? And so when you get an idea of how full they are, how much demand they have, if they have a wait list, what their service entails, you can really start to get, get an idea of what the competition looks like. And a quick story about me buying some land. I bought some land and I was trying to build a parking lot for kind of RVs and trailers on this land because I figured it was a great way to cash flow and we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Is there enough demand for this? So I started calling the other RV parks and the other trailer parks and parking lots and they weren't full. And if they aren't full, how can I, they're not full and they've been marketing for a while. How can I put something right here in a place where I have no experience in this kind of random low demand area of Texas out in West Texas? Um, how can I justify the development cost for that if they're not full? And how can I justify the marketing cost given my inexperience in the business? So it's real important that you call your competitors and get an idea of what their business is like by presenting yourself as uh, a customer at first, or just be transparent and be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a business in the area. Maybe you're looking for partners. Maybe they're your equity partner, right? But figure out a bit more about the space in the market you're in. And then do some market research about the overall space. Read some blogs, see if any major market research um, companies have something to write about the industry and use who, not how. Again, those major market research companies, those owners, any associations that kind of work with business owners in this area, those are all really important things to kind of touch on and get their knowledge. Like they are in the space, they have the knowledge, 
ask them. Make sure you don't let them get away from you without getting you that knowledge. So when you're doing that market research and when you're calling those competitors, it really will help you gauge demand, engage competition, and see where you can get a competitive edge. So you've gauged demand, you've established that the business is good from a competition standpoint, what other expenses would you look at and why? I'm not great on the financial due diligence of business. I'll be transparent with that. But from what I've seen, stuff in this price range is typically a 1.5 to 2x multiple on the cash flow. This is at a 1.26x multiple. My question is why? And really what you're looking at here is, you know, those, those pool cleaning companies are at a 1x multiple. And it's because you're an owner operator. Like you are gonna be operating that business. You're probably gonna be the only one. You're pretty much buying a job and you're buying a job with debt. So when I'm in the underwriting, I would underwrite for my debt and I would make sure that I would dive into the P&L during due diligence. So get the true profit number, make sure it's a clean $179,000 in cash flow. And if it is, and it's truly trading at a 1.26 multiple, what are the other expenses that could come up? How much is the owner currently paying himself? Is he paying himself that whole 179? Does he take a salary? Just make sure you get down to the real specifics of that P&L. How often do surprise expenses come up? Is my lease gonna terminate soon and I'm gonna have to renew and prices have really gone up there? Or do I own the building and property taxes are going to go up? Am I gonna have to bring in another operator which would take out that $179,000 in cash flow and take it to maybe 40, 30, 20,000 in cash flow per year? Am I gonna have to really reinvest in marketing or some brand adjustment as I get into the business? You just have to really make sure you understand the future expenses because trading at a 1.26 multiple means something is either wrong or you just gonna have to be really in the weeds 50 to 60 hours a week for that business. So you've gauged demand, you've realized you're a competitor, you have kind of checked out the cash flow no red flags when it comes to the expenses. How can you differentiate your offer after you buy this business? Of course, you guys know what I'm gonna say. Apply $100 million leads and $100 million offers to this business model. And this looks like understanding the customer's ideal outcome. Now, they don't just want to become a massage therapist for coming to your school. They want to make money by becoming a massage therapist. They're probably coming from another career and understand that they want to make money and differentiate yourself by helping them make money. And you can do that by helping them get leads. There are a couple ways you could help them get leads, but then you could also help them drive referrals after they close. You could have um, kind of partnerships ready to give them referrals right when they come out of your school. You could help them set up their website. You could help them with initial social media marketing or a content plan. There are plenty of things you could help them with, but when we're talking about leads, I thought of a couple of things. You could do VA outreach services via DM or cold calling, so you could get your virtual assistant. You could start scraping lists or buying lists or creating your own lists. Shout out $100 million leads for those tips. And then start shooting out 100, 200, 500 DMs per day to clients that could afford a massage and would want a massage and if you want to take it one step further this could be done for you of like come through us get your kind of license to do 
massage therapy, and then we'll generate your leads for you for a percentage of the revenue per month. And as long as the profit from the school can pay for the business, now you get some consistent cash flow that is just cash flow. In addition to those VA services, you could do business partnerships where you're working with startups or kind of medium-sized companies and giving discount massage or bulk massage packages. You could help them with their website and organic marketing plan. We touched on that a little bit, just getting them set up, getting their content plan out, helping them understand ads, and then help them understand how to differentiate their massage offers by giving them $100 million leads and offers kind of criteria. Um, you differentiated your offer by not only helping them become licensed massage therapists, but you also help them generate leads. Maybe you help them with their organic marketing. Maybe you help them with their website and show them that you were able to do that because you understood what their end goal was, that they wanted to come to you and they wanted to make money as massage therapists, potentially specifically people who wanted to own their own business, right? So for these people, if they're giving massages to help clients with stress, they could provide some ancillary services, some auxiliary services, some additional services, some bonuses. That's the word I'm looking for. That will help people reduce stress. They, if they're doing it to just help people get away from their family for a second, they can provide some additional services that do that. So by helping them really understand their ideal client outcome, you can increase perceived likelihood of achievement. Shout out Alex Ramosi, decrease that time delay and the effort and sacrifice needed to produce that ideal outcome. And that'll set their offer apart. It'll be an offer so good that they feel stupid saying no. And you can help them do that because you did it for them through your massage school. So that's what we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you on the next one. And remember, we are a community of people judged not by our wealth, but by our impact.